22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. So let me clarify this for everyone keeping score at home. Since 2013, when the podcast started, there were hurricanes, snowstorms, pregnancies, destination weddings, presidential elections, all that stuff happened, and we still managed to deliver the podcast on time. Then all of a sudden, something happens called life, and well, our podcast crumbled, but no, we are back. We are back, and our apologies for the delay. Welcome to the Comeback Kid edition of, meanwhile, 22 pages later, episode 122. That's right, 122, right? Sounds right. Fuck Sounds it. good. We're going to go for it. <laughs> if you forgot who I am, once again, I'm your host, The Cap. And um, back at it with me again is the man that, uh, you know what? I have nothing to say about him. MFG, Mike, the finance guy. When I'm in command, every mission is a suicide mission. <laughs> Zap Redigan. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And also coming back to actually do the podcast again is RG Square, Ralph the Tech. Did you know that uh, half of all marriages end in divorce? The other half end in death. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and it's funny. I'm like, that's, oh, that's so fucking true. <laughs> All right. So obviously we're trying to get back in the swing of things. So we're going to make over some lost time. Today, we're going to talk about, actually, we're going to cover a monumental Marvel event that coincidentally we missed while we were on our little hiatus. So for a little while, we're going to talk about the Marvel movie known as Avengers Infinity War. Hopefully you've seen it. Anyone seen it out there? Anybody? Anyone seen it? No? That guy in the first row. Have song. you heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> then after after we go mulling about that for a little bit, then we'll move on to a more current Marvel movie. We'll be covering Ant-Man and the Wasp. But first, the only reason Mike came back to the show, the only reason was to be able to ramble on to you, our listeners, about the latest stuff in geek culture. Or at least he would be doing it by himself in the mirror. Wow, that just sounded really dirty. Anyway, <laughs> let's go to the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph and Cap. I can't use that mirror anymore. I just can't see through it. <laughs> it's so sticky. <laughs> oh. All right, let's just jump right to it. Let's go for it. Death. Damn, I thought you were, Why are you going to start it like that, bro? Because uh, you, you got to pay respects to death. Yeah. You know, he's a cool guy. He's just doing his job. You know, you can't hate him for what he does. Well, when Mike does it, it sounds like wet blanket. Like, here's a fun show. Let's start it with death. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Now, but since our last podcast, oh, so many months ago, several notable people have died. Now, most of them have been without my assistance. So that's a, a marvelous milestone for me right there. Now, uh, so if you want to know which celeb did what and then croaked, go look it up on the internet, you lazy asses. But there is one death that I could not let pass without mentioning. On Tuesday, May 29th, the day after the Memorial Day weekend, Solo, a Star Wars story, marked the death of a Disney spinoff franchise. Oh, shit. <laughs> Despite half-hearted attempts by loyal Star Wars fans protesting to the contrary, Solo flopped like an 80-year-old's dick at a share concert. <laughs> Director Ron Howard's whereabouts are currently unknown, but surely not in a galaxy far, far away. Oh, he's, oh, he's hiding in my bunker. Yeah, pretty much. Join me at some point in the year 2020 when I will be announcing the death of the Boba Fett franchise. Oh, fuck. Mike, first off, you know that John Paul... And Jazz, shout out to both, are going to be honest about that. You know that, right? If they're honest, then they say he was right. I'm wondering, Jazz, <laughs> when you get a chance, hit us up on Twitter or, or Facebook. Let us know what, what you think about that because I hear a lot of the, the, the Star Wars people were like, oh, 
Um, Solo wasn't so bad. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't. They're the only ones that say that. Everyone else is like, (laughs) it was. Wow. And and it's money show. I mean, the movie costs production. We're not talking about production advertising. Production costs were around three hundred million. So far, after what seven weeks or something like that, uh, its total worldwide is three hundred and twenty something million. Yeah, this movie has no love anywhere. (laughs) Listen, if I could, I would give it twelve million. Well, if I could, but I don't. Could you give me 12 million? million what? <laughs> Negative reviews? I, mean, <laughs> shit. I, I hope it's 12 million fucks because so far everyone else is giving it none. <laughs> oh. Here's what I'll say though. You know when I knew the movie was doomed? When three weeks after the movie came out, because you know pop figures are really are popular. Right. All the pop figures from Solo were on sale. <laughs> More, marked down more than half price. What? That's what yeah, usually. It, Why it, didn't you tell me this? It, it, when that happens, you know it's like a bad movie, and I'm like, we're never getting rid of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was like, oh, a Chewbacca from Solo Pop, two bucks. I was like, what? What? Yes. Why didn't you tell me this? I didn't think you wanted this. Is Pluto to Nash all over again? Pluto Nash. <laughs> hey, hey. That was a good movie. Oh, my God. It was misunderstood. Well, now that we're back on doing the podcast, yeah. we'll have enough time to debate that one. <laughs> no, we won't. <laughs> Ever. Not much of a debate, huh? No. Um, any more death? No, because it's just too much has happened, so I'm not going to go down that list. I appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Blanket, what else you got? All right. For those of you who finished reading DC Comics' Flash War storyline in Flash number 50, and don't lie, that's none of you. Uh, <laughs> Troy. <laughs> You were treated to news of a lethal new threat who broke free from a futuristic prison. The threat is called Crisis, and it has a mad-on for the Flash family. But who is, what is, Crisis? The prevailing theory is that DC is bringing back none other than the crazed killer from Krypton, Superboy Prime. Who's excited now? (laughs) The same people that read it. Hold on. (laughs) Let me check my parents. Yeah. Nope. Not not even. How many times have you said that before? (laughs) <laughs> Let me check my pants. A few times. Okay, God. Yeah. <laughs> a few Wait, times today. So, you, so, you, so you're not excited about the the, the the idea of Superboy Prime? He was pretty good when they when they first introduced him. I mean, when, well, well, when they first introduced him, he was just a hero that helped fight in the war. I mean, he didn't do that much, you know. The, then we saw the next time we saw him again wasn't until Infinite Crisis. And then he kind of just went ape shit. Yeah, I just realized that that that, that, that twitch of somebody like turning evil and realized it's an audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, 122 podcasts later, and he's just realizing this. Yeah, well, they can hear the sound of your neck twitching. Because <laughs> wow. you know, you're old. Wow. Damn. <laughs> Damn. It's okay. We, we, we're getting warmed up. Go ahead, Mike. What else you got? Alrighty. Fresh from the live action Titan series that has not yet debuted comes another live action DC Super Team. DC Comics' new direct-to-consumer digital service will add Doom Patrol to its roster-following events of the Titan series, which will introduce the main characters. The Doom Patrol roster of outcast heroes consists of Bruno Beecher as Chief, April Bowlby as Rita Farr, Elastigirl, Jake Michaels as Cliff Steele, Robot Man, and Dwayne Murphy as Negative Man. Doom Patrol is expected to premiere in 2019. Ooh. Yeah, so I I didn't realize that um, until I was doing this again that I thought... I guess the last I had heard that TNT was going to do Titans, I I guess I missed when they uh, rejected it. Yeah, I, mean, I missed it. And, and now it's going to this direct-to-consumer digital service. And I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, in other words, we'll be watching it on Cody. I mean, you know, if you've ever heard of such a thing as Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Arr. Arr. <laughs> Can't say that I have. I, I, I totally forgot about the... It, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Not that I didn't... I forgot. I totally didn't hear about... It moving to a, a direct digital service. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I hadn't heard that either, so I, I was like, ooh. All I know is that's, that's, thing I that's people, a death knell. Well, they, people they, were cooing over Robin's uniform, and I was like, oh, okay, that's the last I heard about oh, it. Okay. They talked about it in uh, 
Hollywood of Babylon. Why are we pushing another podcast? <laughs> I'm just saying. We just got back. We just got back. You trying to sink us back under? Maybe they'll share their love. Yeah. I was yeah. about to say, how many times have they mentioned us? True. Quite a few, actually. Really? Yeah. Uh, they, they talk like, about me? They were like, yo, that MFG from uh, Meanwhile 22 Pages Later, that guy's hilarious. They're like, that MFG from Meanwhile 22 Pages Later? Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Smith, the first time he ever hated on something would be a mic. <laughs> what else he got there, Mike? If I wore a Batman costume, he'd love me. Wow. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson doesn't finish Rub and Tug. Ooh. Yeah. The Sexiest Avengers production company, These Pictures, was set to produce a film based on the life of Dante Tex Gill, a transgendered man who ran a massage parlor in the 1970s and 80s Pittsburgh as a front for production ring. Now, the uh, a prostitution ring, I'm sorry. The movie was called Rub and Tug. Johansson was set to play Dante, but intense online criticism caused her to withdraw from the project because basically people were like, why don't you get a transgendered man to right. play a transgendered man? Uh, but without her star power, it's unclear whether or not the film will move forward. So it's just hmm. interesting to see. Like, first of all, she just can't stay out of controversy. You know? Yeah, right. Like she cast like she was for whitewashing in Ghost uh, in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell, and now this, and it's like Jesus Christ, let the woman have a career. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel bad. When can a pretty white woman have a success? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But well, but but it's interesting that you said that, that they haven't had any word about them moving forward, huh? Right. I mean, it's her production company too. <laughs> you know. Wow. But I mean, but think about it. A lot of times, it's hard to get certain things pushed. I mean, because I mean, it may be her production company, but you know, someone's got to be fin- financing this, yeah. and they're like, "Well, we're financing it because you were in it." Right. <laughs> you know. I hear that. Well, if she needs uh, two shoulders to cry on, they're right here. How big is her face if she can cry on both shoulders at the yeah, same and, time? Yeah, and I don't think, yeah. and I don't think your lap is called a shoulder. <laughs> I, I just mean, need a shoulder to cry. Why is that your crutch? <laughs> I, I'm not really good with anatomy. <laughs> uh, well, well, then the sex will be really boring, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not it. That's uh, my belly button. <laughs> that's my ear. <laughs> that's the fold of my knee. <laughs> How about we just stop now? <laughs> I'm running out of holes. You might find that at some point. But I don't want you to. What else you got, Mike? All right. Last but not least, because I'm keeping it short for our return. Uh, For those that loved M. Night Shyamalan's 2017 film Split, the double sequel, Glass, is in production. Now, Glass follows the events from Split, which was starring James McAvoy as Kevin Wendell Crumb, and serves as a sequel to 2000's Unbreakable, which starred Bruce Willis as David Dunn and Samuel L. Jackson as Elijah Price. Glass is written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan and has a tentative release date of January 18th, 2019. Excited. I cannot wait. You guys have both seen Split, right? I, no. Unfor- oh, uh, unfortunately, really I, I saw parts of it was oh, on HBO. It really looked good. good. It actually is really good. How good is it? I'm not saying, like, you know, sell your child and, you know, go watch the movie from that. But Not that Mike would, like, have a problem with selling children. You know, uh, okay. I have no problem with this. He's thing. never done that before. I've never been convicted of it. Anyway. Wink, wink. Wow, that just uh, sounds horrible. Let's not, let's not do that, guys. This is only jokes. We should have a disclaimer at the beginning. Yeah, that is true. This is all jokes. Mike has never sold a kid. No, I wouldn't be bothered enough to do it. Kill it. <laughs> Kill it, yes, but it's not. God no, damn, Mike, you try to back him out of one thing and it goes forward into another. No, but um, but uh, Split is definitely worth watching if you haven't seen it. Definitely, I agree. It's, it's a really good movie. It's really good performances from James McAvoy, um, especially... And it's like I said, I mean, it's the twist at the end that got everyone talking is when we see David Dunn in the diner hearing the news and we're like, holy shit, this is connected to Unbreakable. You know, like after all these years, it's just remarkable. Yeah, very, very, very dope. And it's funny because even with the um, with that ending spoiled for me, I still enjoyed what I saw of it. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So that's all the quick news. That's all I got. All right. Ralphie, what you got? It's been a while. Well. 
for all you Ralph the Tech fans out there. You have a Patreon page? You're going to be happy to hear. I don't have any news. Oh. <laughs> all your fans are happy to hear that. Yeah, actually, yeah. <laughs> mom, mom and who? <laughs> oh, my little Eho. He has done. <laughs> he made your mother sound Mexican. <laughs> Always. I have no idea. All right. So he has one, one Latin setting and it's Mexican. Always yeah. <laughs> one Latin setting. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. What's the word for all the Asian people that the uh, Latinos talk about? What is it? Oh, um, Chino. Yeah, exactly. All yeah. of them. <laughs> Indian, Korean, Japanese, Chinese. Chino. Yeah. That's how, the, that's how we say Asian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah way, right. way to be politically correct <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so let's get to it. we have a lot of ground to cover we're glad to be back and now it's it's so funny our hiatus happened right before um avengers infinity war happened so we're gonna take the next um probably 10 minutes let me get my time out because i should and we need to talk God, about he's so old it's a just an hourglass shut up <laughs> <laughs> so right now we're gonna talk about avengers infinity war and um I guess with the synopsis is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. It's been a while since I've done this, so. That sounds good enough. All right, let's do it. Um, alrighty. Avengers Infinity War is the 19th film in Marvel's cinematic universe and the second sequel to 2012's The Avengers following 2015's Avengers Age of Ultron. The film was directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe, and written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. Infinity War is a culmination of 10 years worth of character and story building by Marvel Studios and brings together nearly all of the main heroes from his previous movies. Avengers Infinity War is vaguely inspired by Jim Starlin's 1991 The Infinity Gauntlet comic and Jonathan Hickman's 2013 Infinity comic. The film opened in the U.S. on April 27, 2018 to critical acclaim for its story, performances, and visual effects. Avengers Infinity War cost approximately $350 million, not including advertising, and has grossed $2.04 billion worldwide. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 83%, but here you get this one, and a Metacritic score of 68 out of mm-hmm. 100. Yep, I, Seriously, I saw that. haters? I, uh, an untitled direct sequel was filmed simultaneously and will be released on May 3rd, 2019. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait. How long do you think before they uh, someone leaks it? Uh, no, they didn't leak the last one. Dude, I've heard that, that Disney, before you get into the synopsis, I've heard that um, Disney has a lot of... Um, what do they call those clauses? The um, non-disclosure, non-disclosure clause. They 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 oh, yeah. up the wazoo. They're like, you you fucked this up. Oh, that mouse will show up at your house. <laughs> <laughs> Kill him. You'll <laughs> 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 <gonna> be dead. <laughs> Alrighty, synopsis. The wait is finally over. Thanos, the Mad Glove owner of Titan, is taking Infinity Stones faster than the Trump administration can take children away from undocumented immigrants. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Meanwhile, Iron Man and Doctor Strange battle aggressively for the Snide Remark Stone. Spider-Man <laughs> gets four more arms. Banner gets performance anxiety. Wanda gets hammered while Thor... I'm sorry. Wakanda gets hammered while Thor gets the axe. The Sorcerer <laughs> Supreme looks at 14 million problems, but a bitch ain't one. Vision no longer looks stoned, and I look good in shorts. <laughs> As Thanos disintegrated half of uh, the universe's population, one question burned in everyone's mind. Where did Nick Fury get a pager in 2018? <laughs> what? Hell yeah. All righty. It's starring Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Kevin uh, Evans. I'm sorry. Chris Evans as Steve Rogers. Captain America, Benedict Cumberpatch as Stephen Strange, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, the Hulk, Scarlett Johansson as the Black Widow, Josh Brolin as Thanos, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, and I could continue, but I would go on. There's literally, I have 36 people starring in this thing. You've no, seen this movie. Absolutely. You know who's in it. Let's go. All right, so before we do that, let's press that um, button that we paid so much money for. 
Warning, the following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment. <laughs> Fuck that. You By this time, if you haven't seen Infinity War, you're an asshole. I've said it. You're an <laughs> asshole. Wow. So no spoiler warning here. Listen at your own risk. You should have you watched it. It's still in the theaters. It's coming out on Blu-ray in like another like half a month. Yeah. Put, put it together. Put it together. All right. So let's go talk about it. Infinity War. I haven't seen it. Don't even. Well, <laughs> well the only person that hasn't seen it that we know is Sam. Shout out to Sam who never listened to our podcast. <laughs> in whose apartment we're sitting in. I was going to say, we're, we're hosting it in somewhere he should know. His couch. <laughs> but um, Yes, we are a very upscale place. Uh, we use couches everywhere. That's right. <laughs> so now let me throw it out there. Um, Infinity War. How did you guys feel about, um, did you feel it was congested in regards to story and use of characters? Because it's a lot of personality. You said 36 people you had to, to yeah. read. Was it congested? I didn't feel that it was. I actually thought that it flowed pretty nicely the way that they went from one scene to the next. And it, it they didn't spend, since there were multiple storylines going on at the same time, you didn't forget about a storyline. It wasn't too much on one. They didn't focus on just one. And then they would come back like years later and you're like, oh, right, that's going on also. No, right. like, it flowed pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't feel congested i i didn't think every storyline was as equally as interesting as everyone but that's going to happen but nonetheless i don't think that they spent like you said like ralph just said i don't think they spent too much time on any one storyline so i i I thought they did a good job with especially trying to handle so many characters and you know i mean because it's not like in a comic book or or just in a book in general where you're trying to handle characters but you're the writer you're just writing whatever you're talking about egos and agents so they're like, well, if my star's in there, he or she needs X amount of screen time and da da da. You know, so that's even harder, I would imagine, film wise, to try and do when you're dealing with that. Right. Because now you're like, well, you know, your demand for screen time is kind of interfering with my storytelling. Right. You know, I, so, I, so I thought they did a good job, which is why one thing, I mean, beyond I'm sure that they, you know, they're trying to prove a point well, with him having such a beatdown happen to him. But I do wonder if that's why Mark Ruffalo uh, basically just stayed Mark Ruffalo through the whole film. <laughs> I, I do wonder if that's like a reason he's like, I want screen time. <laughs> probably and he's like I don't want to be screen time in the green skinned monster kind of screen time that and Thor 3 he had enough time alright seriously now it's, it's it's Mark time it's Mark time <laughs> it's Mark time I wish Mark heard this podcast because uh, he'll say yeah you know it was Mark time I'm yeah. like fucking Ralph said that <laughs> all, all I was thinking of when he kept saying it's Mark time just reminded me of uh, that um this, that little uh, like snippet that he used to have on uh, Cartoon Network when he's like Brainiac just wants pants yes <laughs> <laughs> I'll say I'll say this. Um, I agree with you guys. I didn't feel like it was congested because there are other movies like um, Lord of the Rings and yeah. the third one, especially where you had to combine all these different stories at one time, and that felt congested. And that felt God. boring at sometimes. Where this felt like, even though I agree with Mike, there were some stories that was like, okay, you can fast forward this, yeah. you can cut that short, but it was still interesting. Yeah, it was like the talking during porn where you're like, all right, let me just get to the you know. <laughs> <laughs> just moving along. The here. Talking during porn. I don't know what you're talking about. Those, those stories <laughs> exactly. Are... You don't listen to any of it. No, I just I just fast forward through all that. <laughs> get right to the smashing. That's right. It's called you porn <laughs> or porn tube or whatever it is all of it i think those are both actually actual names they, they, that i've heard rumors of <laughs> <laughs> all right um so um i i love I, for me personally i love the way it began how you know we get right into the aftermath of thanos running into um yeah um thanos running into um thor and them yeah um and then i felt like it was really good transitioning onto earth did you feel like there was a part of the movie where it had a little bit of a snag toward the beginning. Like it felt like, um, 
it, it moved at a good rate, and then all of a sudden it just like hit a snag. Well, I thought. Well, I did feel the initial meetings with the Guardians had the snag. I think it's because they were trying a little bit too much humor. Yes. And I'll thought in again, once again, this man coming off of the because literally this is right off the heels of Thor Ragnarok, where he's lost uh, his father, um, his homeworld. A ton of his, probably like ninety something percent of his population, and he lost his sister. I and mean, granted, he didn't know her and stuff all like that. And his now he's fucking brother, right? Well, now he's just lost his brother, and this man, and and half of the remaining part of his population, because that's what Thanos does. Yeah. So he would only killed half of the the remaining Asgardians, and still has not grieved. Right. They, he just cracking jokes, but it, but it's not in a way that it feels like, oh, he's doing this as a defense mechanism. It feels like the writers are just like, eh. You know what I mean? Because you don't see him like reflecting, like, damn, this is some deep shit. They, 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 they tried touch on a little. That, but they, they tried, but, but they, but they, they didn't. breezed by. Yeah. Uh, you you could have used a longer time on yeah. that. Well, you got to look closer because while he was in the path of the the, the, the the heat of the sun, keeping the the iris open, if you like go real deep into his mind, he's really contemplating all that loss. All he's thinking is, damn, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> that's all he was that's, thinking. That's uh, on top. If you go underneath. It's still you see, hot. You see that? <laughs> well, spe- speaking of jokes, because you said that's a snag. I'm sorry, Ralph. Did you feel like there was a snag in the beginning part of the movie, or any part of the movie where it felt like the storytelling either like took took a little longer to do or delayed? Or I think the fight with Thanos, the the on Titan, yeah, was like a little bit extra. Yeah, yeah like, I agree. Like it, it, they because you knew where it wasn't going bit. anywhere, so yeah. it was kind of like you, you made a really long fight that's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, and then like the whole thing with him, like. Freaking Star Lord, sure, I understand, you know, you love the woman, but fucking universe, you know, like on the line. Universe, half people, let's go. Yeah. Like <laughs> you had the glove half off, you know? Like OJ had the glove half on, you know. Oh this God. guy had the glove half off. Ralph makes it like, pull this off. <laughs> like, come on. Oh my god. And this guy actually killed the woman. Like, you know, so you, you take that glove, take it off of him, put it on yourself. Boom, she's back. Boom, he's gone. Did anybody see that coming? Gamora dying? You know, I, yeah. I did not I, expect that. I mean, well, I mean, not like as in foreshadowing it before the movie started, but the moment the Soul Stone was like, oh, I need, I'm like, oh, she's dead. <laughs> There's just no way that's happening. But, you know, but at the same time, you know, we, because we're, we're, I'm sorry, we're kind of moving this along, is we know that no one's dead, you know. Did you expect uh, Red Skull? No, I didn't know where he was going to be. I, I had, think I had said on even a previous podcast, I thought it would be cool if, like, uh, not that it would be uh, relevant to the comics, but like if in this one, one of his uh, his children, quote unquote children, I thought that would have been cool if one of them was the Red Skull. Since he, you know, he does have the super soldier formula, he is strong. It wouldn't like he would just be some normal human. I thought like maybe he got zapped somewhere where Thanos was and Thanos was like, eh, I'll use you as a servant. Yeah. And then that would have been a conflict. Not only would he be facing Steve Rogers, but also his ego would not really allow him to be like somebody else's lackey for so long so that maybe he would try like to turn against Thanos. Right. And that would be kind of bring about the downfall of the plan not working. That was how I was kind of activating the movie, you know. Okay. But seeing him there, it was cool seeing him there. I just thought it was just still weird because I'm like, well, you're not like, like, what are you exactly? You know, like, because we don't know that. It's kind of like some of the problems I have with the film a little bit is that it's like, well, evidently you're on a planet with nothing, so you don't need to eat. You know, yet you know you're 70 years older and you didn't, you weren't frozen in ice like Steve, so you don't seem to have aged either. You know. Well, from, and why do you need? Why does the stone need a protector? And then what yeah. happened to the last protector? Like you know, it's, it's, it's all these other questions that just doing that built into this. And I'm like, mm, don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, it's too many questions. Yeah. Maybe that's why I got a 64 Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the question that everybody usually asks: How do you rank Th- um, Thanos as 
in regards to all the Marvel villains up to oh, date. Definitely number one. I mean, he so, for me, he's so he tops Loki and he types and he, and he tops Killmonger. Well, that yeah. Killmonger didn't change a spot for me. Yeah, but um, uh, but Loki, but for Loki, um, <laughs> Loki was always my number one. But I mean, no, Thanos, they did a great job for me again, um, giving him more than just I'm a killer and I just want the Infinity Stones. I mean, he. His logic, as flawed as it was, was really yeah. good yeah. logic. You know? I mean, he he was a scientist, right? That's what they made it amount to sound. Did they say he was a scientist? He was. I That's what he they... was. I don't know what. He, I don't remember them saying that. But sure, I mean, I, I don't know. But I mean, again, it's flawed logic. But him just saying that, like, the universe can't exist with all these people. So if we just divide it in half, you know. Now, granted, it didn't work on his planet because they just killed each other still, um, or died off, I guess. But yeah. it, like I said, it's just a flawed logic. But like, it was a logic he held, and he held it dearly. And also seeing that, like. If you, I mean, I guess if you really, and I'm talking about like, you just got so in his way that he just had to kill you. But otherwise, you were just beneath, he, he would decimate you in whatever way, but he didn't even feel the need to actually kill people unless he really wanted to kind of a thing. And I like that, you know. Um, what do you think about, uh, about Thanos, Ralph? I, at first I wanted to hate him. But like, his logic was compelling. So do you feel like he's the top of your villain list? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Especially because he's not... He's a villain by choice where he doesn't think that what he's doing is ultimately evil. No. You know? He thinks he's doing something good for, yeah, for right. the universe. And I think that's it's, usually it's, when, when a good villain story is yeah. told. Well, he is like, he's like a villain with a heart, essentially. Well, because also what they did is they took away the whole Lady Death love affair. Yeah. yeah. So that but now he doesn't sound quite as insane. Like, I'm just doing this for Lady Death. It's like, no, I'm doing this with my really... Unbelievably misguided but, but, logic, but, but in the book, it, in the book, it works with him. You know, like trying to court Lady Death by trying to kill all these people. Yeah, but it's just it makes a, it, but, but it makes him crazy. Right, but right. That's, that's what works right. in the comic book. Yeah, yeah, in this, it works as well. I'm yeah. I'm actually glad that they didn't go the Lady Death. Yeah. Route. Oh no, I'm completely happy with that because that's it's just too insane. Yeah. You know? And and I know we could talk about this more. We should talk about this more. But uh, I just want to do one more question. Then let's go into um, ratings and renaming the film. When the snap happened, on a level of one to five, how? How I won't say destroyed, but how distraught were you about how Marvel handled the imagery and who they killed off? What's one to five? One being, eh, I wasn't that touched, and five was oh my god, I was like leaving the theater clutching my chest. Oh, I mean, I maybe a two only because, uh, like I said, I mean, we know they're not dead. I mean, especially let's put it this way: uh, we you, know they're not dead. No, but I mean, no, I'm not even talking about we. I'm talking about the fact that logically, you just had Black Panther, which is their second grossest film. You've killed off your main character. Don't think so. So it's just a logic. Spider-Man: Homecoming has part two coming out. So, bro, you have people talking about, oh, they're gonna do the, the sequel without them. And you even got Feige talking about they're not supposed to be in it, like trying to be coy. Yeah, but that's, again, anyone that listens to that, that's Thanos logic. Just think about how stupid that is. Let's see, we have two popular films that we've had one movie of. We're going to kill off the characters and tell people they're not in it. I'm not a fool. And anyone that, I mean, and I hate to be disrespectful, but if you believe that, you also believe the earth is flat. I mean, that's just stupid logic. Don't waste that on the earth is flat. Ralph, one to five. I want to say one. Like it, it didn't really. Yeah, I'll say this. It didn't really affect me at all, and like, I already knew like, the people who survived were obviously going to be the original Avengers. I didn't think that. I thought I, they were going to pick and choose. Like it was going to be a little more random than that. No, I I knew for a fact. Like, yeah, of course you're going to keep the original Avengers because they started this. Now they're going to be the ones right. to end this. At, at the worst case scenario, I think more of it is that. And again, I don't know how you guys felt. I felt more um, suspense and fear when Tony got wounded. 
because that's why I'm like, oh shit, they're going to kill him right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that actually I thought was going to happen. The other deaths, I'm like, oh, well, I mean, you know, especially once you saw who they were taking, it's like, well, they're coming yeah. back. But I'll say this, when they killed off Spider-Man, you, I knew he was coming back. We all know that Tom Holland has signed on for a while. Yeah. That was such a scene. I was like, it was oh, a good scene. It, it hit me in the gut. Yeah. And I feel like that Marvel tried to use it and, and hit that mark, and that's one of the places where they missed the mark. They missed they, it a bit. They missed it a little bit yeah. because, I mean, the imagery is beautiful mm-hmm. about people disappearing in the dust and all that other stuff. But I feel like Marvel just missed it. They just missed it with Tom Holland. I mean, it was just really great with him talking to Tony Stark, you know, like, Mr. Stark, I don't want to die, you know. Um, I was just, it was really sad, though, to see uh, Rocket when he was just, like, rude, you know, like his, his yeah. you know, it's, his, it's like his best friend slash son, you know. Yeah. I, so, funny story, right, real quick. Well, it better be a fast funny story. <laughs> <laughs> to our podcast. <laughs> so, my friend's daughter had yet to see Infinity War, right? And one of their friends spoils it and says that Spider-Man dies at the end, right? She was hysterically crying. How old is this girl? 14. Wow. I know who it is. Hysterically crying. No, you don't know who it is. I don't know. Damn. Because um, If you're wondering, Spider-Man Captain knows died. every 14-year-old girl in New York whoa, City. Whoa, whoa. Don't, don't even put that out there. Don't even put that out there. Whoa. Because she heard Spider-Man had died. She was hysterically crying. Wow. And it wasn't until I walk into the room like, listen, yes, he dies at the end of the movie, but he's not really dead. All right? You know, it'll be okay. Are you sure? Yeah. It'll be okay. <laughs> All right. All right. So somehow Tom Holland dies in a car accident. <laughs> he's dead. He's really Oh, dead. my God. <laughs> Don't even put that out there. All right. All right. So let's go into renaming the film and giving it a rating. Um, renaming the film. I'm going to go to Ralph first because I haven't done that in a while. So, Ralph, renaming the film, what would you rename it? Infinity War. Question mark? Really? Like, you know, like, is, is it over? Is oh, it? God. Is it over? Is, is this it? over? <laughs> the explanation's over. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and say Infinity War. Damn, if that snap worked in real life, we could have got rid of Thor one and two. <laughs> oh snap! Yeah, yeah. Oh snap! Exactly. <laughs> Mike, um, I call it Avengers: Infinite Foreplay because <laughs> we haven't gotten down to the real action yet. Yeah, yeah, I know. There's, there's yeah. still more. Which they're talking about time travel. I'm a little worried about that. Well, I mean, well, there's the time zone. So yeah, well, you know. Or there, there's a theory. Well, you there's, I mean, you figure there's going to be a lot going on. Um, you know, before we close this off, I, like I said, we know that the people that disintegrated, they're not dead. I mean, my running theory is that they're all in the Soul Stone because it's got to have a purpose. Because otherwise, it doesn't seem to have any purpose at all. So it's got to do something, and it involves souls. So there we go. Um, the thing I hope they don't do is, like I said, especially since we do have the ability for time, you know, reversal time. I don't want them to give everyone a happy ending. I love Tom Hiddleston as, um, as Loki. He does not need to be brought back. No one that died pre that st- the glove needs to. Loki redeemed himself completely. He has no other story left to tell. To bring him back would only be just so that people could go like, Thor's got his brother back, you know, but it's like his brother died a hero. Like, what's he going to come back and be like, yeah, I was a hero, but now that I'm alive again, I'm just going to be a dick to you. I mean, like, you know, like, what's his next story? So, like, I just hope they don't undo everything with this. Because it's they, also then, like, a spit in your face. Like, ha, you watched this whole thing and none of it really happened now. What if they bring <laughs> back kind of a, what they did. <laughs> a, a pre-redemption Loki? Or, like, ha, ha, I still hate you, brother. I don't know what that other Loki no. did. Nah, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go for it. Ratings for Avengers Infinity War. Mike? I'm giving it nine and a half. You're embarrassing me in front of the wizards out of 10. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, I'm just going to give it a simple nine finger snaps that still have made audience gasp, even though they knew the ending out of ten. Because I know people who knew the ending saw it, and they were like, oh, I'm fucking gasping at You know this is coming. No, but oh my, you know the snap happens. Cap hates all asthmatics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just getting air, you ass. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how blowjobs work with asthmatics. Um, <laughs> Ralph. Four um, hours long. <laughs> and not fun. There's a lot of pumping. Oh, my God. Oh, I hate you. Uh, so I give it nine um, performance anxiety hulks out of ten. Okay. Yeah, that that was, was a horrible storyline. Tell me tell you about that. Yeah. I'm still mad about that storyline. come out! I'm suddenly another personality altogether in your body. Well, I, I just can't believe Thanos whipped his ass so bad that he didn't want to come out. Yeah, and then there's a, I was just reading something that the people were like, well, you know the stones, uh, they light up whenever you use them. And if you notice, the stone, the, uh, the, the power stone didn't light up when he was beating Hulk. So he's really a strong, he's stronger than Hulk anyway. And I'm like, I'm like, go fuck yourself. No. no. I mean, even if, it, even if you're right and it didn't light up, that's just called a... Error. Yeah. yeah. Hulk of the strongest could rip Thanos' right. arms off. Right, because if that's the point, then it's like, well, then what's the purpose of Hulk? If he's not the strongest one there is, then what's the purpose? Right. <laughs> you know. Hulk's strongest there is, but, uh, you know, just sometimes performance anxiety holds me back and I, I, I just Hulk out. That's <laughs> That was brought to you by um, <laughs> Cialis. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. The Infinity War. Um, I, I, I have nothing clearer to say except I can't wait for May. But we're going to take a small break, collect ourselves real quick. I need some water. We'll be back. May the month or Aunt May? <laughs> I think Aunt May would be one. Yeah, he's month. got that gilf going on. Yeah, <laughs> ill. <laughs> so, you think these bozos would actually have the foresight of creating a new commercial after they make something cool? Well, since they're too lazy, Big Kev here is telling you to download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app. That's right, it's got lots of cool features, like different comic trivia games to keep you busy, and an episode vault so you can catch up on shows you've missed, like all the episodes with me. New things are being added as we speak, so download the new Meanwhile 22 Pages Later app for all of your Apple devices in the App Store. Also, find Meanwhile 22 Pages Later on Facebook and tell them what you think of the app and the show. Personally, I think they suck. All right, we're back from break, and now we're here to talk about something a little bit more recent. Now I feel like, you know, now we're kind of summed up and, you know, back to, you know when you have DVR and you go back to watch something you missed? Yeah. And then, like, when you like, catch up past the commercial, you're like, oh. I'm on regular time. Yeah. We're back on regular time. All right. So, so, so now we've gone from CP time to regular time. Wow. <laughs> Remember, I'm, I'm, also Latin, I'm also Latin. So even if you go from CP to regular time, my regular time might not be. Might not it's be still time. three hours off. Exactly. <laughs> Have you ever. <laughs> Have you ever been somewhere with my wife? <laughs> not on time. I mean, I've, I've gotten there and <laughs> waited a while. <laughs> you try being there waiting anyway love you honey she ain't listening um, <laughs> I decided to listen to the last podcast <laughs> <laughs> so anyway without further ado let's talk about um, Ant-Man and the Wasp and what the synopsis is MFG Mike the Insult Guy <laughs> alright Ant-Man and the Wasp is the sequel to 2015's Ant-Man and was released on July 6, 2018 
This is which number in the entry of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? The number I couldn't tell you. I just told you in, what the last one was. No, Infinity. No, okay, I just said the last one was 19, so this makes this 20. Oh, you people God. don't listen to it. Are you sure thing. it's 20? I'm pretty sure. I was super like, trying to give them notes about something else. Yeah, 87? Could be. So this is the 20th entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe of superheroes and picks up two years after the events of 2016's Captain America Civil War. The film was directed by Peyton Reed, which uh, he also did the Ant-Man. And written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Paul Rudd, Andrew Barr, and Gabriel Farrar, which basically almost none of them wrote the first one. So right. that, that gives you a hint right there. All right. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp is based on Marvel Comics characters Ant-Man, created by David uh, Meschellini and John Byrne in Marvel premiere number 47 back in April 1979. And the Hope Van Dyne version of the Wasp, created by Tom DeFalco and Ron Friends in A-Next number 7 from April 1999. A-Next. Oh, my God. That was horrible. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp has an estimated production cost of $162 million with a one-week worldwide total of $198 million. The film has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 86% and a Metacritic score of 70 out of 100. They actually like that better than Infinity War. That's funny. Yeah. All right. Synopsis. Break out the bug spray and grab your picnic basket. Uh, it's time for a sunny meal for the whole family. Marvel's puny protagonist, uh, excuse me, protagonist is back, and this time he's with a winged wonder. It's true that a summer feast shouldn't be heavy, but it doesn't mean it can't be filling. And unfortunately, Marvel didn't follow the recipe it used the last time it made Ant-Man. This time it shredded one quantum displaced murderous figure called Ghost, spooned in a difficult reunion for the house-arrested Scott Lang and his angry cohorts Hank Pym and Hope Van Dyne, sprinkled everything with a one in 100 years chance to rescue a long lost relative, then tossed with an angry ex-colleague, random gangster-like thugs, unknown evil adversaries, and convenient garbled science stuff. After sitting for 118 minutes, what you get is a light, fun fluff with little substance. But fans patiently waited for Luis to explain something, and they weren't disappointed. <laughs> the fate of the world was not at stake, and that's okay. Sometimes little crime and a little revenge requires a little action. <laughs> Starring Paul Rudd as Scott Lang, Ant-Man, Evangeline Lilly as Hope Van Dyne, the Wasp, Michael Douglas as Hank Pym, Michael Pena as Luis, Walton Goggins as Sonny Birch, Abby Ryder Forston as Cassie, Bobby Cannavale as Jim Paxton, Judy Greer as Maggie, Tip T.I. Harris as Dave, David Dachmachian as Kurt, mm-hmm. Hannah John Common as Ava Starr, Ghost, Randall Park as Jimmy Woo, Michelle Pfeiffer as Janet Van Dyme, and Lawrence Fishburne as Bill Foster. All right. So, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, but before we get to... What's up? Did you say Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. Yes, as oh. Janet Van Dyme. She's I'm second to the last name I just I'm said. I'm sorry. What the hell? You're like, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. In fact, by the time you raised the, asked me if I said that, I had just said her name. <laughs> Dang. All right. All right. So, before we go more bitching into this, let's press that button we paid so much money for. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Thank you, Steve. And that um, spoiler warning and the one we used before, which is a half one, was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. Stush. Stush! <laughs> you know, uh, we were Stush. At, um, Stush and I was at the Yankee game uh, a couple of weeks ago. and um, Where was my ticket? Oh, sorry. Oh no no! I invited you. You said I can't go. Are you sure? I'm positive. I, can, I look. Right. At the text. Show me the text. I'll show you the text. Show later. me the text. Anyway, I told. Actually, I didn't tell Stush. Joe, the intern, told Steve how he's my guys, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he's been telling Steve. You know they. You know they. They, they say your name. Da, 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 da. And Steve's like, really? So not that Steve doesn't know, but Steve hearing Joe reenact Stush. 
And then Troy chime in and do stush too. <laughs> and, Steve like, and Steve was like, well, actually, it's kind of funny. <laughs> I was like, calm, don't go side with them, Steve. <laughs> All right, so let's get into ha. it. Let's get into it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. And it's funny that Mike said in the synopsis that you had a whole different writing squad. And that's also because all the Edgar Wright stuff was already done. Right. That, that's what happened. When Edgar Wright, for those who didn't know, Edgar Wright wrote the original treatment for um, the first Ant-Man movie. And when they took Edgar Wright off of the movie because they were changing it up too much, you know, they had a whole... The Peyton, that's when Peyton Reed came on. Right. So it's interesting that the vibe is different. Did you feel the vibe was different from as you were watching it? That yeah. You, you felt it? Yeah. Yeah. What was, the, what was the giveaway for you that was like, okay, this is a different kind of a feel. It's still fun and yeah. light, but it's different. Oh, I still enjoyed the film. I, I can't put my finger on it exactly. It was, for me, and I wasn't even trying to, I just suddenly went... Huh, that plot point isn't very clever. I mean, isn't very cleared up. And once that hit me, I was like, oh, this is very different, isn't it? <laughs> you know, because the other movie, as everyone has heard me say a billion times, whether it's here or at least in person, the first Ant-Man movie, it's it's a very, like, well-covered-up um, storyline. Like, every point is addressed in the movie itself. So you don't go like, I wonder why this happened. You go like, well, maybe this is the reason. Like, no, they answered it in the movie. Like, right. you know, every little thing is answered. Whereas this one... It's lots of questions, just tons of them. <laughs> you know, even at the end of the movie, you just got questions. Ralph, I agree. You agree what? I agree that there are a lot of questions left over. No, 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 no. That wasn't the question, <laughs> jerk. The question was, um, um, did you feel like it was different right off the bat because of the new writers and all that stuff? Yeah, it was. It felt a little bit. Like I, I can't explain it either. But like you could tell right away, like just look the way that they wrote Scott. He seemed a little bit more cheery than anything and like, which i wrong with that i can yeah. yeah like i can understand like sure you you've been under house arrest for close to three years and you had to, like you might be losing your mind so you're sort of like a little yeah you know but he, he just seemed written a little bit differently i i guess for me i i didn't feel it more with scott i felt it more with um A- um angeline lily and um evangeline i'm sorry evangeline lily and mm-hmm. um and michael douglas like yeah. watching them the way they were responding with him. now mind you they were they, they were angry because he took and the And it has been two years, that's what I'm saying. So we know the time has passed, but... Right, it, it feels yeah. like it's really fresh. It just doesn't feel like them. And it right. felt like they were... It, and now I get it, they were trying to start all over with getting the trust again and being able to do all this stuff. And that's how that's how you're able to introduce the Wasp, right. you know, suit without having to explain everything because the years have passed. But it just, from there, it felt different. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, they show the Wasp at the end of Ant-Man. Yeah. No, they do, but, you know, the, the fact of... It just felt like... I don't know. It, it just felt really different. Like the, the the vibe with them felt different. It didn't feel like like he, you know, that 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 um Scott Lang had something with Hope. Yeah. Or right. that or that Scott Lang had a decent relationship with Pym. Yeah, you betrayed him, but there's a different way of playing it. I felt. Yeah. And I felt like they went a little a, a well, different I mean, way with it. Well, he has a phone. I mean, it, it's again. See, this is the problem with the thing is that I have lots of questions. Whereas in the other movie, I didn't. You knew he had a way to contact them, which you you knew it anyhow. But then we saw him with the phone. But you still are unclear whether he's talked to them in two years or not. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, like, like Ralph even put it, like it, it seemed like their anger was, it's a little fresh. Mm-hmm. But then it's been two years. So I'm like, well, I mean, not saying that you have to love somebody, but they, they act like, like he just betrayed them like last it just week. just happened, yeah. You know? But I'm like, but yet it's been two years. And if you, and even if you have talked to him recently, like, well, if you, in fact, if you've been talking to him throughout his two year sentence, you would have kind of gotten over it a bit by this point. So that's why I'm like, so then maybe they haven't talked, but then why are you still so completely angry with him? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, for instance, they're in jail. 
I mean, yeah, they're they're hiding kind of from the FBI, but they're still kind of going on with their lives. So it's not like it's it's just very weird. So again, like so that that's kind of what I'm saying. Like it's like right away, I, I kind of started having questions. Whereas the other movie, I didn't have questions, okay. you know, stuff like that. Um, or just like a perfect example, um, dealing with the secondary villain, if you want to call it, like Birch. Yes. The, the gangster-like guy. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I did this with um, someone else the other day. Let me, uh, sorry, it's going to take me just a couple of minutes to get this through clearly. So you have the first Ant-Man movie. Right. All right. We have the bad guy. I don't care about the, guy, the guy's actual name. But you got the bald guy's the bad guy. Um, what's his motivation? Well, he wants money and he wants revenge. Right. Uh, okay. Um, uh, but how's he going to get it? Oh, he's going to take these plans and sell them over to somebody. Who's he going to sell them to? He's going to sell them to that senator guy. Why does that guy want him? Because he works for Hydra. What does Hydra want with it? They want to create an army of Ant-Man type people. Boom. Solid answer from beginning to end. You know all of this. Alrighty, this movie. Who is Birch? All right, he's some vague guy that buys them equipment. Middleman yeah. arms right. dealer. Right, he's a middleman arms dealer. Okay, but he suddenly wants part of their business. Why? Well, for him and some other investors, who are these other investors? We don't know. What do they want with this? I don't know. What do they want out of this merger? We don't know. What is their ultimate goal? We have no idea. Like, so they're just this generic bad guy that's not even seen. Not even like you don't even see them on the phone. Like, get it done. Click. Right. You know, there's just this other force that's working out there and we have no idea why. You know, I have a theory. Uh Oh, aim. Could be. I mean, that'd be great. But I mean, again, it was great. But like, but the fact that you had to have a theory, I'm not right. sure. But the fact that you had a theory in 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 comparison to the first Ant Man, where everything was spelled out for right. you, and AIM already exists. Don't forget, because they exist from Iron Man three. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So I mean, it's not like they're an unknown organization. So like to see, like for instance, again, some unshown face on the phone, but they hang up, and you see you know, advanced idea, you know, mechanics like in the background. You'd be like, holy shit, it's AIM. But yeah. like, we got nothing except for like. Remember, he's even remember at one point, um, Birch even calls the people that he's working for. We don't even hear them on the other end because he's like, "Oh, we've got a problem." And I'm like, "Well, who are these people?" <laughs> right. you know? I have another theory. What's that? All right, Birch. That's his name. Mm-hmm. Birch has a split personality. Are both of them not interesting? <laughs> <laughs> one half is the arms dealer middleman, and the other half is actually the the. The big boss, oh. and when he gets on the phone, he's actually talking to himself. Oh Could my be. god! <laughs> what? <laughs> Boom. I would, that? I would definitely not pay big money to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Word. <laughs> now, uh, how do we how do we feel about um real quick? How do we feel about the um the wasp suit? Like how it looked? How it, oh, look great! Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't go. I mean, I'm glad they didn't go anything intense. You know, they they were like, oh, okay, his suit's kind of basic. Let's make her suit kind of basic. You right. Know? Well, they can't put him in tents because if they put him in tents, then how does he move around? But um, boom, yeah, we pay good money for that. Question, answer. Why does Ant Man never have wings? Because he didn't give them to him. Why? Well, okay, in the comics, he doesn't have wings because Janet, um, her wings are organic; they're grafted into her body, so they oh. only appear once she shrinks to a certain height. That's the thing with her. So, like, it's not that her wings grow out; she actually shrinks down until the wings pop out through her back. Okay. Yeah, that's why as she grows, the wings seem to shrink, but they're not shrinking. They're just growing away. So when she's really big, they're just really small on her back. They're, they're, they're you, not on the back. They're literally underneath the dermis. You need to download oh. the sound bit, The More You Know, because I just learned that right now. The yeah. More You Know. Yeah. That was horrible. All of it was off. T- just, like, t- just like if you remember, um, I mean, I know Ralph would remember, but Kappa, if you ever see the old, like the original Wasp costume, the horrible one with the, mm-hmm. that, that, that Judy Jetson skirt. Yes. Um, she has antenna. Those right. antenna also were grafted onto her, and but they eventually just fell off. That's literally what they say. They go, they just fell off one day. 
Like 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 by basically her body just no longer kept letting them exist and they just fell off of her. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So um, what was gonna say? Oh, I mean, because we're talking about Wasp. I mean, could they have made Hope a little bit more likable this time around? They made her likable-ish comparatively to the last time, but but weirdly so. You know, I I, I felt every time she was on screen, I was uh, she was annoyed, which made me annoyed. <laughs> well, I remember I told you before she was just hostile to me the last on the first film, but I mean I still enjoyed her. <laughs> but yeah, this one, yeah, they just don't seem to know what to do with her, like. I love you, but I hate you. <laughs> yeah, that kind of a thing. I don't get it. Well, there is a thin line between love and hate, and she is riding that line. Oh, yeah. Wow. Riding, and you didn't go for that kind of a joke? Okay. No, no. <laughs> Glad you went for that. Um, speaking of not knowing what to do, is it me or Marvel does not know what to do with villains? They because, have a hard time. Because you said the villains. secondary. I'm, I want to talk about the primary. That's kind of like, I mean. Uh, ghost. Ghost. Yeah. Which they made, her, they made her look badass. And, and her costume was fantastic. I was like, that shit looks great. That, that, that costume is fantastic. You know, Ghost was actually a man in the yeah. comics. Yep. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, was, it was a man. And the motivation, absolutely nothing to do with this. Like, no quantum entanglement. No. It nope. was just a scientist that worked for another organization that built a suit that allowed uh, intangibility and invisibility, yep. but not simultaneously. You could either be invisible or intangible. Yep. And then um, he became a, a thief, right? Well, after he... Uh, Turned out that they hired some woman to love him so that they that he would do anything for the company because they would do anything for her. Right. Then they killed her and tried to kill him. So then he turned against them and da, 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 that kind of thing. I'm, well, I'm glad they kind of simplified a little yeah. bit. <laughs> and also, do you know who her father was? Who? Um, I forget. Elijah, whatever her uh, The last shield name. agent guy. Yeah. Well, the one that the, the that he she blamed um, Hank Pym for the guy's death. Right. That's Egghead from the, the, the Marvel Comics. Oh, oh my god oh yeah. wow okay yeah. elijah star that's his name yeah. elijah oh, star is a yeah. yeah so it's interesting they didn't address it in that way you know um but that's nonetheless who that was yeah so, but but again in the comics those two characters are not related no. yeah. but once again marvel shitting the bed when it comes to um yeah. creating a villain i mean I, 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 is it like in wrestling i mean i know it's a foreign subject for you guys but in wrestling they talk about how wrestling wrestling what's, this, what's that wrestling professional wrestling wrestling they, wrestling, wrestling. They, they, they talked about hulk hogan like a combo character that what they would do is he was the big hero and what they would do is create villains for him to fight now the villains weren't very deep or, right. or, or didn't have deep you know like um um, goals or like you know like, like well, it's, a, it's a wrestling match so their goal would be to win yeah yeah but, but usually like a villain lasts a while and you might have seen him come up right the ranks. See, there's, there's, a, there's a build no they just created these villains they come out of nowhere they almost look impossible hulk will beat them that would be it it feels like that's what marvel does with all their all their heroes it's like a hero-based movie with oh yeah they gotta fight a villain right and then the villain's like very like surface very yeah. one-dimensional well they then, tried to give um ghosts more dimension it's just it failed because once again, it was just too many questions with it. It's like, so you just suddenly started watching Hank Pym? It's not like she just suddenly had her quantum entanglement just started. So it's like all this time you... All her life. Yeah, like well, it's been all of your life, but like you just recently started watching him. Well, and, no, they, you know, they explained that for most of her life, she was a weapon for S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Which then turned out to be Hydra. Yeah, but that's been a few years though, even for their time. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm just saying, like, because again, it's just more questions. And I'm like... And then, but then also it's this whole thing. It's Hank Pym can be a, a, an ornery asshole, but if you had just asked him to help you, he probably would have helped you. Because if nothing else, t take away any of the you're responsible in the most indirect way in the world of my father's death. But it wouldn't even have been that. He just would have been like, wow, trying to figure out how to solve this is really kind of going to take a lot of 
you know, thinking and research. Right. That's so cool. I mean, like any scientist would jump at that chance to try and figure out how to stop this quantum entanglement or, you know, dispersal, I guess, for her from happening. You know, like, but I'm like, so you didn't even once ask. And the, the whole 30 year spat between uh, uh, Bill Foster and Hank Pym just seems so lame. Like, so I mad at you for 30 years over the smallest slight that those two had. So that's why, even though I've known about this woman's problem for 30 years, I haven't even once asked you to help me. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, because evidently I care so much about her that the one person I'm pretty sure could have solved this, I refuse to talk to him. <laughs> you know, ego's a hell of a thing. Yeah. But it just felt lame. It just felt like we need a reason for another scientist to be involved. And well, why? And, and then, of course, you would say instinctively, well, if they know each other, why wouldn't the scientist ask for help? Oh, we had an argument <laughs> in the 80s. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, listen, science law states if you have an argument and it's not resolved, then you can't ask the other one for help. I guess it is. I mean, I guess it's kind of like that. That's science law. It's like the, the was it, the, uh, the conservation of, ma- of of energy or something like that, where, you know, once it's in motion, it just stays in motion. Kind Unless of acted upon by another force. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Oh, guys, are you guys talking science? When I freaking <laughs> yawn. I'm like, oh, these talking science motherfuckers. Oh, God. So, Cap, science, science, science. Oh, shut science, up. Science, science, science. All right, all right. Let Most me... importantly, always remember, it's I before E, except after C, and except in the word science. Yeah. Right. <laughs> speaking, speaking of science, how did you guys feel about the way... Um, 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 Hank Pym was trying to retrieve his wife and the creation of that machine and all that stuff. How did you feel? Let about me the, sneeze and answer that. The Bullshit! <laughs> <laughs> it was even for, I always say like in these movies, I can't argue the science. Like, you know what I mean? We know it's all half-assed. Anyhow, that science wasn't even, that they threw out words. <laughs> they just were going through a book of scientific explanations. Like, that's a good word. Use it. <laughs> Quantum, 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 quantum. How many times did they say quantum? As many as they could. And then they were in the, what was it? Like, what area was she in? The quantum burst? No, no, no. Remember, she was at the, like, not Nexus. Remember, she was in a different part of the quantum, like the bad part. Yeah. Like, evidently, it's like like the Bronx of, like, you know, hey, of, hey, of the quantum hey. universe. <laughs> <laughs> she was just somehow in the, because remember, she was like, it's really dangerous here. I'm like, well, what's there? <laughs> you know, it's like, well, it shouldn't be much of anything. The water bears. I, I guess. Fun fact. Fun. Fun fact. Go. If it's not fun, we'll kill you. Right. <laughs> the water bears, you know, those big things that you saw with the teeth? Yeah. Those are actually real creatures. And they are some of the m- most toughest living organisms ever discovered. They can actually um, survive in the vacuum of space. Really? Yes. Wow. Nice. Wow. That is a fun fact. Huh? And when did you learn that? Watching Star Trek Discovery. Wait, so you learn a fact about science? From another through- science fiction show? Because there's... <laughs> <laughs> In Star Trek Discovery, there's a like really big version of them that they um, capture and they use in order to make the ship teleport. Wow. Interesting. Is this yeah. the same show with Vulcans? Yes. That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's probably true. I have yeah. no idea anything about them, but that's cool. Well, let's move off science for a second and just ask a very general question. What, um, If there's something about the film that you did like, because, I mean, you both sound, kind of sound pretty up on, on the movie pretty yeah, high I, enjoy, on the movie. I enjoyed it I mean it, yeah. had, it just has a lot of problems unfortunately but I did enjoy the movie what is something that you did enjoy about the movie what stands out for you when you say I enjoyed this movie because blank so just one of the simple facts that uh, when uh, what's the name of the, the the middleman arms dealer guy Birch Birch so when Birch goes into their office and um, what's his guy's name Luis Luis, Luis and the other two guys 
Dave and Kurt or something Kurt, like that? Yeah, Dave and Kurt. So they're just acting like it's just another day. They're like, well, you know, we don't know where he is, you know, like blah, 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 blah. And then they're like, okay, so we're going to inject you with this. That's truth serum, yo. That scene <laughs> went way too long. Though. That scene was hilarious. It was funny the first minute. <laughs> but it did go on long. No, it's it's a concoction of different chemicals that will allow your subconscious and blah 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 to come forward and you will tell us everything we want to know. That sounds like truth serum, man. <laughs> now to me of that whole scene, the funniest thing is when the ghosts just appear and they're all like, Who the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Because even the, the bad guys were like, <laughs> everyone ran. It's like, I'm like, that is the most honest reaction I've ever seen to someone just appearing in a room. Because that's, it's none of this like, I'm going to play it cool. It's like, you're going to be like, I just shit myself. I have no idea what's happening. Yes. <laughs> you know? I thought that was funny. I mean, if you look closely on the way down, Birch is grabbing his ass. <laughs> he should have been, man. He's checking whether been. or not something came out. Oh, my God. I, and, and Luis's, though, his... His explanation was funny. I mean, like, I'm glad they only did one. Yeah. Um, only because of, like, it's it's the problem you have with sequels is that, you know, it's, you, you know that the audience is waiting for certain things. But that was a really, really funny explanation of what was going on today. Where is Scott? Well, Scott, you're just going through this. So that's where he is emotionally. No, not where he is emotionally. Where is he physically? Oh, he's in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Payne did a great job. Yeah, he he did a really good job. Actually, but, but at the same time, after that though, he really didn't serve much purpose. Like like yeah. you know, unlike in the other movie where he was a there was a purpose for him there. It just kind of was like eh, you're here after that. And that's unfortunately what I felt like with and the other two characters really had no purpose besides the fact that they're from the last movie, right? You know, well they help for Ant Man three when they show why their business is flourishing. <laughs> there you go. But then the, the, the assuming the, they're alive, uh, yeah. At the end. <laughs> That shit's hilarious when the guy's like, holy shit, it is true serum. <laughs> <laughs> Bring, bringing the joke back. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed Paul Rudd, you know, when um, I guess um, Janet Van Dyne kind of communicated through him. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was funny. Oh, yeah. I was like, all right. Everybody, oh, everybody kept cracking up in the theater because they're like, he's going to kiss him, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, I'm like, I understand that Michael Douglas is Hank Pym. He, he hasn't seen his wife in a while, but you are really accepting of her being in that man's body. <laughs> like, like he at no point was just looked at him weird. Like, this is weird. He was just like, honey, it's you. And, and holding his hand. I'm like, you do know that like, that's still him. Like, like right. that's just not your wife. You know, listen, I'm sure. And over the years that he's been alone, he's probably, you know, had some, encounters with other men he's just like look i'm married to Catherine zeta jones i'm not getting any <laughs> did you feel the did you feel like um the lead up to the end was anticlimactic um yeah i mean it just kind of one two three happened and then the healing of our first barely barely a villain villain was just okay you're healed i'm like with what power my special quantum powers <laughs> you know you know, like I, I have quantum powers. I don't know what they so are. So she Franklin Richards. Yeah, they were just like, and you can do whatever we need you to do right now. She did say she's like, well, you know, been here so long, it changes you. Right, but but, you. but again, in the first movie, we would have gotten some form of a change. Yeah. I've changed. Would you like to be clear about that? First of all, how do you know you've changed? You've been in the quantum realm. Well, you, once, well, once I grew the third <laughs> nipple, you know, I kind of know well, the things. Well, are also different. the fact that like somehow I aged, which means time is moving, but yet somehow I lived. Without food, water, or air, well, <laughs> you know, um, you know her her voice got a little bit deeper. She got hair in, in weird places, you know. 
the hell movie were you watching? Yeah, I was about to say, that's when Rob goes <laughs> off. That's how she knows she changed. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. Oof, menopause must have been a bitch in the quantum realm. <laughs> wow, well, really? You bring up adolescence for this review? <laughs> oh, my God. Um, but yeah, that was just why I'm like, she's like, I've changed. I'm like, how do you like, think about it? You're in a realm. It's not like she's magically doing anything in that realm because, well, she probably could have left. So how do you know you've changed? You won't know that till you get out and go, oh, holy shit, I, I can do things now. This is really weird. Well, she was rubbing her sore muscles and then out of nowhere, an energy beam just came out. So I guess so. Yeah. You know, and then she went, I can use this to heal people <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, it, once again, it was a little, that felt a little bit too muddy. Oh, by the way, how did you guys feel about Cassie? The, when the audience is so funny when I saw it, I saw it the Sunday after it opened. Um, so it's still fresh. It's not only reason I mentioned it. So when uh, when he's talking and when she's like, you know, you need a partner, and he's like, oh, you yeah, know, but Hope's not interested anymore. And he's like, well, what did you mean? Who did you think I was talking about for a partner? And she goes, me. me. And she looks at her. The whole room went, oh. And I was like, oh, come on. <laughs> oh my gosh, this their reaction was so so like, oh, I, she could have just killed them all, and they would have been like, oh, but she was so adorable. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it, it, it's like watching a cat do a kitten do something. Yeah, like, <laughs> seriously, that kitten just murdered a nun. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so adorable. That kitten just set off that fucking landmine. Aww, <laughs> as his little kitten paw just hit me <laughs> from flying from the debris. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I love the movie. I just it was a lot of fun, but it just felt like kind of there's nothing like to Gar- take away. Felt like Guardians too. Yeah, it's just nothing to take away from. And it. I'm scared. A little bit scared because I'm like, if this is the way these movies are going to start turning out now. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, especially there are more humorous ones. You know, like, it's like they seem to go like, okay, you enjoyed it the first time. Let's up it the second. You're like, no, 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 no. Leave it the same level. Leave it All right. So now what do we think about the finally getting a connection to our entire Infinity War? What did we, did we see it coming or what did we think was going to happen with that? Or how, I should say, how did we think they were going to connect them? So... That explains why he wasn't fighting. In no, Infinity no, no, no. Infinity War is actually that's the only weird thing about this movie. Infinity War is occurring during that movie because they even said he's not here because he's under house arrest. Oh. Remember, they state that and that and uh, and right. what's his face? Same kind of reason. I mean, not house arrest, but he just they said basically as long as he's not Hawkeye's not active, they'll kind of leave him alone. So it's our so basically so um, Infinity War has to be happening, which means no, that's, that, that's what I'm saying. No, that but, explains but why he's not. No, but what I'm saying, but he's in New York. Where that big ass wheel shows up that Peter Parker sees. No, they're not in New York. Wasn't it, wasn't it even New York? No. Wait, which one? They're in California. They're in California. They're in San Francisco. But yeah. the news, I'm sorry, that's what I'm thinking. The news would have been about like big ass wheel, New York City. Might want to hear about this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I, but it is going on simultaneously by this point. Yes. I mean, maybe not in the very beginning of Ant Man uh, and the Wasp, but definitely by towards the end, it's already occurring. Yes. You know, in fact, it has to be because it, it occurred over more than one day. Uh, so unless unless you make the, the the heist happen a couple of days before, you know, like the wheels show up and then the end credit scene happens around that time. Yeah, but I'm saying they've been fighting for. I mean, I'm not saying it's been a week, but it's been more than just an afternoon. <laughs> so so that what I'm saying though is that for them to be just out, let's keep experimenting because evidently it's been because now it's been days that Michelle Pfeiffer's been home. Yeah. We haven't turned on the news still. Yeah, <laughs> like like no one's in remotely concerned about like well, anything listen, going on. Right you're, on now. you're on the run, so you know. When you discover, a, a, when you create a tunnel into the quantum universe and go into the quantum universe and come back, you know, modern day news just doesn't seem like that interesting. Yeah, but I mean, with her undefined powers, Michelle Pfeiffer could probably have just stopped everything. <laughs> 
I'm 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 the I'm the I'm stone seven through twelve. I don't know why. <laughs> she just puts her hands to Thanos' head. Okay, now you'll feel better. Yeah, you know. Um, but now, how do we think though? Uh, so, what we feel like, like I said, were you expecting that? Like for me, for instance, I thought they were going to go much deeper than just much hang. darker. Oh, I thought they were going to go much darker. I thought that they were going to take the daughter out. Me too. And, and in front of him, I don't mean like while he's sitting, like literally in front of. Because talk about motivation. It's just like my daughter just disintegrated in front of me, and and I don't know why. It could still happen, <laughs> you know. I mean, it could, but again, it all depends. I mean, that's why I'm asking you guys: what do we think is occurring so, from this? Where do we think this is going? Because right now, he's lost in the quantum realm. So theory, mm-hmm. theory that I've heard is that him being in the quantum universe somehow allows him to travel mm-hmm. through time, through time, through oh, time, awesome. and then he affects something and change. Okay, well, I haven't heard any. I'm sorry. Well, they, well, they've been talking about that all the filming for Infinity War. Two or whatever you want to call it, um, Avengers Four. Yeah, they've been they've been seen with people wearing the original gear that they wore. Or I'm sorry, let me let me use pronouns. I'm stop using pronouns. Um, the original Avengers cast, Tony Stark, um, Thor, all of them have been dressed in the same gear that they wore for the fight in Manhattan. Okay, and that's and they were filming that for Avengers Four. Okay, so they're definitely saying that you know, and and Ant Man was on the scene too. Okay. So they're saying that is it possible that Ant Man somehow, either Tony or Ant Man somehow, find a way to go back in the time? Could it be through the quantum realm? I keep hearing rumbling about that. Right. I've I don't know how that could happen, but, but I mean, see, my theory is it's cut and dry as anything else. Remember, Ant Man came out before Doctor Strange, so it wasn't until I saw Doctor Strange the second. I mean, sorry, Ant Man the second time that I looked at it, and then you notice it also in this one. It's not anything secretive. It's just it's and I could be wrong. I'm just putting my own two and two together and seeing if I come up with four. Um, when they're going into the quantum realm, when, before they got into that other part, but like right when he's at what's considered the quantum realm, right. you see a kaleidoscope effect. Yeah. That kaleidoscope effect is the same effect Strange as magic does. So I'm saying that Doctor Strange, I mean, because remember, magic is magic slash, is it just really super advanced science that we're, or science, we, even if it's not advanced, we just don't understand it on a scientific level. So what if the, the sorcerers are manipulating quantum level energies? So therefore, that's why it's replicating the same effect of that kaleidoscope effect. If that's the case, hmm. then that would immediately say that he's going to run into Doctor Strange at some point because, you know, he'll be, you know, because Doctor Strange's magic touches into the quantum realm. And if that's the case, he may end up either getting him out of there or somehow being able to communicate with him or, you know, oh, but he'll hear him talking. Doctor Strange, Strange disintegrated. Doctor Strange, we are, but we know that no one's dead and we know they're probably all alive in some form in the Soul Stone. So, you know that's what I'm saying is that so that because we know that that's where the cast is going to be. So the cast that's in the soul stone, I'm saying that maybe the doctor can communicate with him there, you know, again, that's again, and this is my theory. I haven't seen anything about it. That's just a theory I have. I mean, so we'll see how that holds up. I mean, when I saw the ending, I, I knew that, that, that some people were going to go. I didn't realize a bunch of those people were going to go. And, and they just grabbed them. One, two, three. I was like, wow. And here's my warning. I mean, I'm not going to tell you, you know, about the ending. All I'm going to say is, the middle ending, the first ending, is better than the second. <laughs> you can go after the first ending, run to the bathroom, take a piss, come back. You're not going to miss much. You could even skip it if you want to. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just a little humorous thing, stuff like that. But, I don't know about humor, but... <laughs> I mean, you can it, wait. It, it's humorous. I didn't find it that great. You can wait until it gets leaked online, because that last scene is just probably going to end up online somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah. no biggie. No biggie. All right, so anything, anything else we want to add before we go to renaming and ratings? Yeah, I'm, 
Marvel, you don't have that many black superheroes. Stop making them kind of bad. Wow. <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? What was the purpose of Bill Foster being an asshole? I'm like, you don't have very many black superheroes. Stop it. Well, they figured they, they, they had an out once. They said, oh, yeah, we have um, black, we did black Panther. We're okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ralph, anything you want to add before we go to ratings? Um, I want to say the actress that played Ghost, she is phenomenal. It's the second time you fucking said that. In the show Killjoys uh, on Sci-Fi, Killjoys. Let yeah. me get some aloe for that burn. <laughs> <laughs> I is, feel like you changed it on the fly. Fuck that. <laughs> no, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, okay. she's phenomenal in that show. I was just waiting for you to, to Ralph it up and like, oh my gosh, she had a great ass. You can't really see her ass in, the, in that well, suit. That, well, that suit, yeah. And he was taking pictures all during that film. Anytime she turned around, yeah. <laughs> in the hope of a bubble. All right. <laughs> well, you got to see her in Killjoys. I, I, well, I, I figured that you've seen her in Killjoy. That's why. Yeah. All right, let's go for it. Let's go for renaming the movie. I'll go first because I made Ralph do it. Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp. The funny spick and no real villain. That's all I went with. <laughs> Ralph? The Wasp and Ant-Man. Because she was like, she, she took the show. You didn't think about this, did you? Yes, I did. No, he didn't. <laughs> yes, I did. Mike? Ant-Man and the Wasp, trying to recapture a lightning bug in a bottle. Ah, <laughs> lightning bug. Oh, goodness. All right, so let's go to ratings for Ant-Man and the Wasp. Yes. Mike. Mike. <laughs> I, I was like, Mike. All right, I give it, it eight. You're the world's greatest grandma out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I'm going to go ahead and give it eight and a half. The CG couldn't fix Michelle Pfeiffer's face out of 10. Because <laughs> they made her look young, you know, in, in, in the beginning where they did the whole young looking thing. Right. It didn't work as well this time around. Well, it was a different actress playing her. So I guess they tried. I mean, it was, it was the same actress that played her the first time in Ant-Man um, because they didn't know that they were going to get Michelle right. Pfeiffer. So, but I think no, they just doctored the face a bit. No, but, but even... But even oh, you're talking about like when she was in the house. Right. Yeah, yeah. When Michael... When Michael um, when Michael Douglas was there, he too. also looked young. And he looked young, but he didn't look young like he did in Ant Man. Right. He looked. I was like, oh, they really went for the cheap effects, didn't they? Yeah. Ralph, uh, I give it nine. I'm going to call you. Uh, what was it, Anthony? Antonio. Something like that. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Out of ten. Oh my god, such a fucking dad joke. This is hilarious when when uh when he's on the on the boardwalk. And he's trying to get an ant, and all the seagulls just keep eating them. (laughs) (laughs) You monsters! (laughs) (laughs) All right, so there you have it. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Nothing clever. I'm still getting it. Twice. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I have a whole show of it, but guess what? I got something else for you. Geeks on the Go. That's next. Geeks on the Go. Now we're more Marvel. I'm glad you didn't mumble that one. (laughs) <laughs> all, right, so, all right, so you know the segment. Wow. How many people know that fucking reference? That's, that's, that's what's interesting. With the elimination of the, five, of, of, the, of the TV with the only five channels, who knows that reference? People that watched uh, Adam's Family? Yeah, but that's yeah, starting to die two? out now. Think about, well, think about it. Adam's Family 2 came out in 97, 98. Oh, it's still on TV. Dude, it's 20 years ago. Yeah, it's still on TV. No, it's cartoons. It, it, wait, there's, car, there's been cartoons since then. Yeah. When? A while back. Yeah, that's that's my point. Well, they've been in the two thousands. Think about anybody. And I call it the relative range because people who are paying for money, I'm paying for money. People that are paying for movies. People that are paying for shut money. Up. People that are paying for for, for for movies and all these other kind of things. They're in, in the the early, the mid twenties to like maybe late teens. Nobody knows Adam's family from from that generation. It's already gone. It's like you mentioned Gilligan's Island. They don't know what the fuck that is. They barely know who Biggie is. What are you talking about? <laughs> 
once again, not listening. Okay. <laughs> Biggie. Shut up. You know the segment. I get quick questions. They get quick answers on all things geek. And we rarely make it under a minute. Hey, it's a new start. We might be able to get it done. I think I wrote four questions that are short enough. No, I didn't. Who am I kidding? All right. <laughs> Ready, set, go. Warning. Whoops. What the hell? Listen, I'm a little bit rusty. <laughs> Come on, dude. Here we go. You got one job. <laughs> Which Marvel Netflix franchise has the most success with their second season? Daredevil, Luke Cage, or Jessica Jones? Ralph. I want to say Daredevil. Oh, I, 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 Are you going to say it? No, but I'm going to say Luke Cage. Okay. <laughs> Mike? I say Daredevil because what you can't see can't hurt you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Marvel, Marvel has officially secured the film properties to um, 20th Century Fox. Kevin Feige said that he won't. you won't see Fantastic Four or X-Men for 10 years. Fact or fib? Mike? Ah, I say fact, or at least close to it. I think 10 years might be too strict, but I guarantee you closer to 10 than to 4. It's going to take time for them to finalize everything. All right. Ralph? I want to say maybe a little bit less than 10. Okay. You know, you can't just let some money-making property just sit there. I said the same thing. If Christian Bale maintained Batman, or I'm sorry, remained Batman for BVS and Warner Brothers tied in Nolan's movies to the Batman versus Superman universe, would the... Time is up. It took 12 minutes to ask that one question. Shut up. And I'm still not clear what the question is. Shut up. First off, I'm echoing, so that bugs me out, but... I actually kind of like it. It, made me feel it like bugs it. us out too. Hearing you more than once is annoying. Wow. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Did you want to repeat that question? All right. Clearly. If, okay. Now the the timer's not up my ass. Um. Wow. That sounds bad too. If Christian Bale remained Batman for Batman v Superman, and Warner Brothers tied in the whole Batman be the the whole Nolan's Batman movies for the BVS universe, would that movie have been better? As a question? No. <laughs> you know what I mean, jerk off. <laughs> no, because there are no superpowers in Nolan's universe, so suddenly adding them would be a disaster. Like, his Batman it would be so lame for the rest of them, and God knows what he would've, they would have done with the rest of the heroes. Wow, okay, you think so? Yeah. All right. All right. Ralph? I concur with the doctor over there. Why? Because I concur. <laughs> That's an easy fucking answer to do. <laughs> All right, and last question. Name one actor right now who can replace Ben Affleck as Batman, Ralph. I think uh, Stephen Strait from The Expanse. I he, don't know that show. Well, this guy right here. He's going to show it to he me. He was in uh, 10,000 BC also. Oh, okay, yeah. Remember that guy? Okay. He, d- he does really good in The Expanse. I think he'd be a good Batman. Okay. Batman and Bruce Wayne or just Batman? And Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne. And Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Mike. So an actor that can replace Ben Affleck as Batman? Yeah. Uh, any fat guy in an ill-fitting t-shirt. Damn. <laughs> so the cap has a running. Oh, fuck <laughs> you, fellow baldy. Damn. Hey, I haven't shaved in a while. So. You, you haven't grown in a while either. That's right. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Nope, nope. What's the name of the guy from... Oh, what's the name of the TV show on AMC about the ad company? Mad Men. You're talking about... Uh, Tom Ham or John Ham? John Ham. Ham. Yeah, That's Tom the one Ham. everybody wanted to be Superman or Cable. Nah, I can't see either. I, I can't see both, actually, when you look at them. I can see the Earth 2 Superman and definitely Cable. But, I actually uh, like him as Bruce Wayne. Uh, he'd be fine. I, I, I don't think it's a big deal adding any of those people to be Batman and Bruce Wayne. All right. All right, so shout outs. Any? Uh, None? 
None. We don't care about people? Who are people? People. Like you or me? No, 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 no. Shout outs. Anybody to shout out? Shout out? Out shout? Mike. <laughs> Help me. I shout out people, but, you know, do they shout me out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they don't have a podcast. Oh, that's true. And if they did, I wouldn't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. But Jamal. the usual. You know, all those people I miss. Um, like my niece, the one that listens. <laughs> so Cheryl, still waiting for the Air Force, you know, backing. I need the Uncle Sam money. Why is it backing like that? <laughs> backing. Well, well, you know, it just sounds more sinister. Yeah, it does. <laughs> you saw that? Pause. Yes. The pregnant. <laughs> Pause. Oh, that one just had a baby. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Ralphie, I'm going to shout out. Um, I like to shout out. Well, that's. Oh, my God. It's dead air. What the hell are you doing? A dramatic pause. There you go. <laughs> I like to shout out you two for getting this show back on the road. Well, let me shout you out back because you make it happen. That's right, and don't you forget oh, it. Oh, he wanted us to stroke him. <laughs> and I would like to shout out me for making the show for fabulous. Wow. I'm, I'm not sucking my own dick. Fuck that shit. Go ahead. It feels real good. Oh, my God. Okay, okay. All right, so I don't know who to shout out. I guess everybody who's turned back in you know, came, came So back. nobody, because they're not expecting <laughs> us. I'm going to send an email. I mean, an email. email. I'm going to send a text. He's going to mail a letter. <laughs> Pony Express. Um, uh, yeah. Shut up. My dearest Clementine, <laughs> please tune into the podcast. We're back now from the wall. Exit stage left. And it's going to still take me about a couple. Sh- wow. It's just really distracting. All right. So let me just end the show before I stumble anymore. So for MSG, Mike, the finance guy. Wow, I sound like I'm drunk. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's not only me, right? No, 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 there's a glitch with the program. Thank you, okay. All right, so for MSG, Mike, the finance guy, and RT Square, Ralph the Tech, this is the cap saying, keep it geeky, and it took me two minutes to figure out, take off the earphones, you won't be distracted. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Oh, my God, okay, guys, see you next time. This guy's the leader. Dude, (laughs) I feel like...